In 2023, a crack commando unit of retro podcasters joined forces on a panel at LA Comic-Con, but were sent to Comic-Con jail for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped. Today, still wanted by 80s nerds, they are very easy to find. If you have an 80s nostalgia problem, if no one else can help, maybe you can hire the Night Boys. Garbage pail kid. Oh, 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 yeah. Wow. Well, guys, it's been fun. It's been a good show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. How dare you? <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to our very first, our inaugural premiere episode of 80s Kids Unite. Woo! The show that determines whether something holds up from our nostalgic 80s past or uh, crashed and burned before it even got to the toy shelves or KB video game shelves or whatever shelves. Uh, that's that's the show. The show is going to be determining whether something holds up nostalgically, um, our, our thoughts on it, or whether it doesn't, whether it flips or flops. And it's a combination of $2 late fee, podcasting after dark, TV Obscura and Territory Marks. <laughs> wow, it's the um, the whole the whole network. <laughs> the whole network. It's me, uh, Zach Schaefer, and my co-host, my brother from another mother, Dustin Rubin from Two Dollar Late Fee, and then my other brother from another mother, Sweet Sexy Sleazy C, Corey Stevenson, and my other brother from another mother, Diallo Jackson from TV Obscura. And occasionally, Paul London from Territory Marks will be who you're not in. related to at all. He's my brother as well. No, you brother. can't have that many brothers. We need something else, right? We were yes, brothers. You yeah, it's just how a about, lot of brothers. How about kissing cousins? How about that? <laughs> how, that works. How about it? How about K- kissing? Yeah. How about twice removed uh, step uh, brother? I don't. I don't know. I don't. All I know is I'm excited, guys. I'm excited that it's us together, the Night Boys. The four of us and Paul London, we are the Night Boys as well. I'm so excited to have this premiere episode with all y'all. Corey, um, this all started way back when, a year ago, uh, at Comic-Con. It actually was Dustin. I think, Dustin, you were the one that brought the the idea to the table, right? You're like... A year ago? Of this. Yeah. Well, a couple months ago. Did it, step into a time warp? <laughs> it was it's December, my guy. Last calendar year, but yet only I mean, like two months ja- ago for us. Yeah, January did feel like a whole year. So it did. It, it did. It did. Thanks. Thanks. It thanks did. for backing me up, Diallo. Yeah. D- Dustin, did, would you say that this uh, this all started way back when we were doing the Comic Con panel a couple months ago? A couple years ago. Yeah. So a couple years ago, um, we all got together. Uh, last December, 2023, uh, what was that six years ago? And we said, <laughs> right. um, you know, Comic-Con's coming up. Let's do some panels. 
Um, well, no, we said Comic Con's coming up. Let's let's all do a panel together. You know, we all we all love each other. We don't always get a chance to record together, so we're all going to be in the same place, live in LA. Let's get up on stage and let's talk about '80s nostalgia, and um, and see what happens. You know, and we each came to the table with uh, with with an idea, with uh, with something representing a different genre of uh, of the '80s. And um, kind of how we felt from about like, it from toys to video games to movies and cartoons, which pretty much I think that TV kind of shows. Yeah, that TV shows as well. I think that kind of uh, sums up our friend group and all of our interests. <laughs> yep. And if you'd like to hear the fruits of that labor endeavor, uh, you can hear that on both the podcasting after dark feed and the two other late feed feed. Um, and you can kind of hear how it went, how it went down. Um, and, uh, and out of that one panel, we decided, let's do this. Let's do this again. Let's make this a thing. Yeah, let's make it a thing. And let's add a little caveat to that thing uh, and make it a personal thing for the fans, the listeners. Right, Corey? Yeah, that's right. So, like, uh, if you're a Patreon member for either podcast, $2 Late Fee or Podcasting After Dark, um, you can submit suggestions for us to uh, cover on future episodes. And uh, the game plan is, is that we're going to tackle one topic, you know, per episode— but this is, you know, this might be an evolution of, of sorts. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. This is our, our we're going to record two episodes back to back right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if this show evolves over time. But what I, I fully expect is all of us to probably really enjoy it because we're all big fans of the 80s. We all grew up in the 80s um, and we all have a lot to say about things from the 80s. And we all kind of still dip our toes and keep our toes still in the eighties on a daily basis. Jesus, if you could I look at dip, any of our, I dip a lot more than my toes. If you ever... <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Your balls. If I knew this could, could be that kind of a party there. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I meant my so... fingers, my fingers. <laughs> so... And all, and, and, and I must, and I must say too, depending on whoever, uh, whoever's topic we select for the episode, if one of us doesn't have familiarity with it, like tonight, for example, one of us doesn't really have familiarity with it, that's even better because we can kind of discuss that whole kind of hullabaloo. What, what, why that, why, hullabaloo. why, why did that not enter that person's uh, zeitgeist in, in the, uh, in the consumption of, of a pop culture back in the day? Yeah, exactly. And, um, so, if if and if we cover something that's like a singular sort of uh, uh, franchise, uh, like tonight we're going to be covering uh, the Garbage Pail Kids, we'll give like a little bit of a, a real tiny sort of background uh, info on it. Uh, but then our next episode is going to be more of a potpourri, uh, a grab bag, if you will. So it, the, the format's like, going to be interesting. We're gonna we're gonna play with this over time. I think. I like cornucopia. I do too. <laughs> I like horn of plenty. <laughs> Horny plenty. <laughs> well, fun fact, fun fact, fun I fact. used to, fun fact, I used to make uh, horn of plenty's for Thanksgiving when I was a teacher, you know, with the kids. And one of my kids goes, one of my kids goes, I'm finished with my plenty horny. From the mouths of babes. And that was the last day you taught. <laughs> yeah. And That's my principal sad. just happened to be in there at that time. Ob like, what are observing you day. <laughs> 
boots of life. Tonight, tonight we're talking about. Uh, you said, Corey, we're talking about you, and you heard it from the beginning that gar- garbage pail kids, which are pretty iconic, right, Dustin? Would you say garbage pail kids are I- iconic? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah. I don't know which one of you guys isn't familiar, but I have a, I have an idea. And uh, I don't think we can be friends anymore. And um, and that's okay. That's okay. But yes, Garbage Belt Kids, you know, um, were kind of the big FU to the Cabbage Patch Kids. The hilarious FU. Like, because uh, the Cabbage Patch Kid craze was the craziest thing that happened in the world. Everyone wanted a Cabbage Patch Kid. They wanted it to smell the powdery butts of every doll you know <laughs> and um and i remember that craze and then um you know the cabbage patch then the garbage pail kids came around and it was like oh man they're kind of making fun of it like mad magazine style and right. uh isn't this isn't this quaint isn't this fun and um and then it just was like a race to uh you know find your name right <laughs> how are they gonna how are they gonna make fun of each and every one of us <laughs> well, before we get into an uh, in-depth discussion about our, our experience and nostalgia, let me do a little, uh, just a little quick background on the uh, Garbage Pail Kids, in case uh, someone listening is not familiar. Garbage Pail Kids is a series of sticker trading cards produced by the Topps Company, originally released in 1985 and designed to parody Cabbage Patch Kids dolls, which were popular at the time. The series was the brainchild of cartoonist Art Spiegelman, uh, then a consultant for Tops. Each sticker card featured a Garbage Pail Kid character having some comedic abnormality, deformity, and or suffering a terrible fate-slash-death with humorous wordplay character names such as Adam Bomb and Blasted Billy. Two versions of each card were produced, with variations featuring the same artwork, but different character name. That's pretty genius, if you ask me. Lazy. Right. Fifteen original series. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin and I have two different opinions on that. <laughs> Fifteen original series of regular trading cards were released in the United States, with various sets released in other countries. The commercial success of the trading cards led to the production of a live-action movie, The Garbage Pail Kids Movie, in 1987, and an animated television series was also created in, in 1987, but its initial scheduled broadcast in the U.S. was postponed due to parental complaints. So, that last line right there, parental complaints, that is one of the things that I remember so much. I mean, I loved Garbage Pail Kids. So we can figure out who is the one that is not the Garbage Pail Kids fan now. Um, I love them. But one of the things, dude, I remember, guys, is all the, the news stories, all the fervor over these over these beautiful, beautifully illustrated cards. That one was one of my favorites. The Venus Flytrap one was one of my favorites. Yeah, so I throughout this episode, by the way, and I have a whole stack of Garbage Pail Kids cards, um, and then I'll be going through and asking the the gang, the Night Boys, some questions about these. Um, but before I do this this episode, this our, our inaugural episode of Eighties Kids Unite, uh, the topic has been selected from Magdalena Saucedo. She is a patron of two dollar late fee. So Magdalena, thank you for suggesting this topic. Yay, Magdalena! Woo-hoo. Magdalena has Yay-er. been a patron 
of $2 late fee for some time. We thank you. And in fact, guys, fun, fun fact, um, which is something I don't like saying, uh, <laughs> makes me fun fact, fun fact. It feels like, it feels like there should be some, um, you know, top 40 imaging sound like fun fact. Fun facts. But Magdalena was at our panel at LA Comic Con. She oh, was oh, there. Cool. Awesome. She saw it live. So we, so she's better than everybody else, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and she's a patron. So yeah, she is. Yes. Front of the yes. line. Front of the so, line. Yeah. Magdalena, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. And, and she's been a patron for quite some time. And we wanted to get her on Tales from the Video Store. And she's like, well, like, you know, I just like listening to the show, supporting the show. We saw her at Comic-Con, uh, and she gave us a whole list of topics to choose from. And we thought, you know, this is a perfect one to kind of kick off 80s nostalgia, uh, 80s Kids Unite, because it's so iconic. You know, I, yeah, I, I was holding up Juicy Jessica, which is a Venus flytrap uh, holding with, with, a gar- with a cabbage patch in its mouth, by the way. Um, that reminded, it always reminded me of the uh, the animated segment from... Um, come on, Zach, help me. Part two, uh, uh, creep show. Yeah. Creep show Two, the animated segment, which I loved. Well done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, these are, these are disturbing. Uh, Dustin, you said you were saying earlier how like the garbage pail kids, uh, and you did too, Corey, it, it, it kind of hopped off of the cabbage patch craze and that was insane. I don't think there's ever been a fever well maybe i don't know game consoles could come a close second but the fever behind cabbage patch kids was so insane i feel like this was like the natural response to like the idiocy of the people who were trying to buy those damn things and that's funny that you bring that up because i do remember my sister uh had a cabbage patch kid and she's uh six years older than me so she was probably about 12 i was probably about of six and i cut all the hair off oh. of it and oh, sure. she oh, remembers wow. it to this day she will never she always brings it up she will never let me forget that i cut all the hair off of her cabbage patch kid i mean understandably so i know you got to get her another one I, I know right that's the only way i also remember pound puppies being a bit of a craze as yes. well as far as like plushy yes. sort of toys go yeah i remember those were a big deal i don't know if i I think those are more readily available at KB Toy Store than the uh, the Cabbage Patch yeah. Kid. I don't think they ever hit the same pitch as Cabbage yeah. Patch Kid did. No. But uh, Diallo, Diallo, what's your connection? Hey, with... Diallo's here. <laughs> Diallo, what's your what's your what's your connection with Garbage Pail Kids, or do you have a connection with Garbage Pail Kids? Uh, my connection is nothing. I don't have a connection to it at all. I think I was a little, I mean, I was a little older, I think, when they hit a little bit more mature, a little bit more refined in my tastes, <laughs> per, perhaps. Uh, respect, respect. No, 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 actually, I'm just kidding. Because at the same time, I would have been collecting comic books and watching cartoons, so that's not it. But I do, I do think, like, I, you know, I think I was, like, in high school, maybe. What, what year did they first came out? They first came out in 1985. 
Okay. okay. Yeah. So that minor 1986. Yeah. So I was. So Diallo was 39 at that point. Yeah, so was, yeah. Yeah. I just I was hitting middle age. Definitely. Uh, right about <laughs> definitely that older. Point. Yeah. So yeah. So that I, I was. But I do remember. Like I remember them. Like I remember them distinctly. I remember um, if you know my friends might have gotten them, and it, I just I actually never really like. I don't know. There wasn't really m- much of an appeal for it for myself either. Like I, I looked at them and I was like, "Ooh, that's cool," but then I would just, you know, pick up my X Men comic or whatever, and yeah, and move on. So, yeah, I, I mean, was, I think these are go, go ahead, Corey. I was gonna say, now I, I was never a big trading card kid growing up. Although that being said, Diallo, you'll probably appreciate this. I did get those. Marvel trading cards in the 90s. I did. Yeah, I do think I've like yeah, yeah, the ones he did and everything. Yeah. I loved them. But I was never a big trading card kid. And I think that I would, I kind of feel like I would be probably like you, Diallo, if I was more of your age at that time. Um, I don't think it would have appealed to me either. Um, but because I think I was the right age when when they hit, um, the, the fact that they were trading cards didn't sort of stop me from collecting them, but I think they would have later. But I guess my question also to Diallo is, were you ever a trading card k- uh, kid growing up? Not really. Like I had little stints here and there. Like like you said, like I remember when Marvel came out with their book. Actually, I said Jim Lee, but I think it was like, I think like Ron Lim did a bunch of them. And then he, Jim Lee did. did the X-Men uh, ones. I got those. Um, I think I still have like um, unopened in a box uh, the Jim Lee ones, um, wow. maybe. And then like I remember Star Wars came out with some in the early '90s. I, yep. I I know for a fact I still have those in a box. And some of my friends, like my cousins and stuff, would collect baseball cards. And I got into that just a little bit, but not really. So yeah, I've never really been like a trading card person. I my old roommate in college was he got big into it. I got him into. Uh, comic books and he started collecting trading cards also so he he has a ton of stuff he might have more than me and i have like i put more time in so it was crazy um <laughs> but yeah it's never i don't know the there was like too much of a haphazard appeal for me it causes me anxiety or something so <laughs> you're like you're buying stuff and you don't know what you're gonna get and you know i just i don't i don't, I don't really like that so <laughs> I'm not a fan of blind. I'm not a fan of the whole blind box thing. You open up, you see what you got. Yeah, that, yeah. That wasn't a rush for me either. I yeah. I collected. I clearly still have a ton of garbage pail kids, and I collected baseball, basketball, all that stuff. But I was not into collecting and opening up the pack and seeing what I got and mix and match with my friends. Yeah. I, I, I never was into that. Dustin, were you were you a card collector? Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys know it's interesting because I'm not the biggest physical media person in today's day and age. But I had almost every Garbage Pail Kid, and I still have them. However, they're up somewhere in my loft. I couldn't find them. I'll find them, of course, as soon as we're done recording. Um, But I came up empty. But the fact, yeah, I had had, uh, a huge collection of Garbage Pail Kids. And in terms of the craze stuff, I I feel like the, the closest thing in my memory that it would sort of compare to was people trying to get that, like a toy collection in, in McDonald's Happy Meals. Oh, yes. Uh, right? You're just trying to collect that, get that extra glass or extra toy or whatever collector's item that uh, has some advertising tie-in. And, you know, and the Garbage Pail Kids had like 
seasons, you know? So you'd be like, okay, we're on right. to the next thing. Um, and I don't know if I was particularly like, oh, I really need that one. So I think that kind of took the pressure off because it was just like, uh, you know, you get what you get. You, you don't want to get the doubles, right? You're like, oh, I got this one again. Right. Um, but most of my friends were into it too. So there was a lot of like trading, trading abilities. Well, speaking of doubles, they are, uh, you know, die cut stickers, essentially. Uh, they're sticker trading cards. Um, so w- at least with the doubles, you could use them as stickers because I would never take them off unless I had, you know, a backup one. And, you know, I, I, I probably I'm sure I traded uh, with my friends back in the day, but I don't feel like I ever had like a complete set of them. Um, I think I do actually still have some in my mom's basement, along with those uh, uh, X-Men cards Dial and I were talking about. And my stepfather's original set of 1977 Star Wars A New Hope uh, trading cards from Tops. I have the whole wow. set, which is fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing is, I was, I mean, I look back and I remember, I'm like, oh yeah, I loved Garbage Pail Kids, but I have never seen the movie. I had no desire as a kid to see the movie. In fact, I thought it looked grotesque. And just, I was <laughs> yeah. like, I, yeah. I don't want to see this. Like, there's nothing, like, I feel like that, it, that didn't appeal to me the same way the cards didn't appeal to Diallo. Like, I was just like, no, this is this is not for me. Like, I don't want to see this. And and then the fact that there was only, like, a handful of of characters in the movie, I knew, like, my Apple Corey wasn't going to be in it. Like, you know, like, I knew that, like, you already saw which ones it was going to be, and I was like, well, none of these are my favorite, so why do I right. care? So, uh, uh, well, Diallo, did you ever see the movie? I never saw the movie. I, I mean, I had the same reaction as you. I definitely yeah. didn't like the cards because they just looked kind of weird and it didn't really appeal to me. And I, I, I wasn't repulsed by them, but I wasn't I drawn. Was. Yeah, but I wasn't drawn to them. But yeah, the movie, I mean, it, the movie gave me like, I, I don't know. I couldn't have said this at the time because I don't know that I was like complex and thinking enough, but it felt like a kind of like a money grab type affair of course and, yeah. and so i think that like but when i could tell that when i was a teenager and if i can tell that as a teenager then you've lost me because you know that i'm supposed to go to that stuff because they're trying to get my money out of me right and so i recognized it as like a cynical thing and i just kind of was like eh whatever you know, so. it's almost like like when they made the movie based on Battleship, the board game. Yeah, it's like it's like why are you taking this like? <laughs> it's just why are you translating this? You know, that movie um, was terrible. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Zach, uh, did you uh, see the movie in the theater when it came out? Yeah, so I think they came out around a similar time, but Masters of the Universe came out the same year mm. as Garbage Pail Kids, the movie. So it was uh, for me I, because I was such a big collector of both franchises i was so excited to see both i thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> masters of the universe and i thoroughly would dis- thoroughly disappointed with garbage pale kids uh based on what you guys were talking about you and diallo the the hardly any characters in the movie they look disgusting um ironically or not whatever i a year later uh garbage pale kids cartoon came out and i was like this should have been what should have kicked off the whole thing to begin with. Not a movie, live action movie with like Mackenzie Austin, by the way, who's uh I love Mackenzie Austin. He's great. 
Um, and then the cartoon, which featured the voice of Tara Strong, uh, mm. legendary voice actor, um, that should have been what the movie was. Yeah, and, and I mean, like there was a there was a Cabbage Patch Kid movie, but it was like a TV movie, I think, or a TV like they did a Christmas special. It was a cartoon that was terrible too. Uh, but I did see the movie, the Garth Pale Kids movie. I will say though, the soundtrack is a pretty banging soundtrack for a trash film. If you go on YouTube, the the whole soundtrack's out there. You can listen to it. There's some pretty good songs on that soundtrack. Zach, has anyone like uh, uh, put it out on on Blu-ray? I'm I'm surprised because it's such a cult movie. I figured somebody would by now. I'm surprised Shout Factory did. If 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 it hasn't been released, it's got to be what you and Diallo and I are constantly talking about on TV Obscura. Clearly, licensing rights yeah. uh, would be holding it up if that was the only reason. And Dustin, did you see the movie at all? I've seen the movie not in the theater. I mean, I've seen it since, um, but not the whole thing. You know what I mean? It's it's just it's gross for the sake of being gross. There's, there's not a great story. And, you know, you have all these, uh, I mean, it's like got 1% on Metacritic, you know, it's, it's, it's just panned. It was panned universally because how can you conceptualize trading card? I mean, in a way you have a clean slate, right. But to just be like, Oh, it's just a bunch of gross kids that live together in a basement. And then Mackenzie asked him, you know, becomes friends with them and they're just absolutely disgusting for no reason, you know, it's, there's only, there's only like two people in the, I I, I, let me clarify that actually. There's only like one age demographic that's going to like really like that. Yeah. Right. Like, and it's like, you know, five-year-olds who like gross out stuff because it's not like, that's not really why you like the cards. You don't like the cards because you're like, the cards are fun because they're kind of mocking Cabbage Patch Kids at least to me, right? Like that's yeah. sort of, and then the, and then it's fun and you know, oh, they're, they're making the name with my name on it. You know, I had Bustin Dustin, who is this wrestler <laughs> character that just was tied up into a knot with a bloody tooth or whatever. And cartoon wise that works. But as soon as you take that into make it live action with snot and disgusting things and you know, it's uh it's gross. And a lot of people were very embarrassed. Like Jim Cummings, you know, the legendary, also the legendary voice actor with a nice rack, Jim Cummings, <laughs> you know, who can voice like Winnie the Pooh and Darkwing Duck, you know, this was his first like live action movie, like he was voicing and he's so embarrassed by it. Like, you know, uh, he's embarrassed by it. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody that was like involved in it, the director never worked again. Like wow. these are, these are things that are, you know, you can't really <laughs> understate how bad this movie was. Well, now I have to go see the movie. <laughs> yeah, um, now, you're now actually making you me more it. interested. <laughs> yeah, Diallo's Diallo's interested. It's like um, I, yeah. I get bored, and then I'm like, oh wait, no, this movie's if, terrible. I gotta. If go you see like this. bad movies, <laughs> you know, it's real bad, and you'll you'll enjoy the 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 badness of it. And it is like a musical, so you guys are talking about the the you know the music in it, but. The garbage pot kids like just sing songs. Yeah, they're the ones who actually sing. Uh, and they just break in a song about you know helping friends and <laughs> I, I I know we I know I like, was pulled a bunch of this a bunch of the songs at random points for like our show and and promoting it and stuff like that. But I don't remember any of the songs at all. Well, I'm trying to remember too. I 
there was like a moral message to the movie, which was funny because the cards were the were the whole the whole reason behind the cards was there was no moral message at all to these, right? There was it was all about poking fun and goofing on yeah. stuff, and I, I just wanted to pull up. And by the way, I have. I have the card you're talking about, the uh, Bustin Dustin. Right. But, but it's it, this one is Drew Blood. Drew Blood. And the variation, you know, you, I, Corey called it genius. You called it lazy just by slapping a different name on there. Um, yeah. But some of these cards on the back of them, they would, they you could put the, the cards together to form a poster that yeah. you could, I guess, frame, right? Uh, and then some of the cards had like a uh, bio card. For for example, uh, one I'm yes. showing everybody is like this big kid with like a bunch of ice cream in his mouth. His name is Ray Decay, and he lives on 175 Hyperactive Road, Glucose, Maryland. <laughs> no, <His> Maryland. Maryland. <laughs> That's why I chose I'm it. Trying to his, get to Maryland. <laughs> all these characters had a permanent record. His permanent record was September 17th, 1982. Fiddled with over 600 Oreo middles. Good Lord. Uh, February 25th, 1983. Licked chocolate off 10 cases of chocolate-covered cherries. February 26th, 1983. Ate the cherries. <laughs> His favorite sure TV show. Fiddled is the best verb. <laughs> really. Fiddled runs with diddled. Yeah. Um, favorite TV show. Malamars of the Rich and Famous. <laughs> Quote. Gimme, gimme, gimme. His favorite food? Candy-coated sugar. I, I love favorite how we've album. turned Yalo onto the movie, but I think we're repulsing him more from the cards. I'm, I'm yeah. just making a case. I'm just making a case for the Garbage Pail Kids and why that movie doesn't track with who they are because his favorite album, Tutti Fruity, favorite magazine, Cavity Illustrated, favorite movie, Goodbye, Mr. Chips. I'm done. <laughs> Well, it's funny because, you know, I'd say that Cabbage Patch Kids now are completely irrelevant. No, no one, no one cares. They don't exist anymore. But the Garbage Pail Kids, they have, they've had a revival since 2014. They brought them back in 2014. Then in 2015, they brought back the 30th anniversary series. And then for the 35th anniversary series in 2020, they created a blockchain series, which I guess is kind of like What's Bitcoin. A blockchain? It's kind of like a Bitcoin type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, either, so the only people that are going to buy the blockchain 35th anniversary people are, you know, morons and, and people into conspiracy theories. Um, oh, half the country. <laughs> hmm. Don't give them that much credit, Zach. Oh, sorry. Um, sorry. I mean, what? Never mind. So I, I mean, guys, you know, sort of in, to end it on this, like, wouldn't you say that the, the garbage pail kids have outlasted the cabbage patch kids? Yeah. I would definitely say that. I mean, uh, you know, to your point, like the Dustin card in the revival is Dustin from Stranger Things. You know, like, oh, yeah. really? like that's how back oh, that's in the cool. public light we've gotten. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean that's so Zach lame. got way too excited, but that's, that's fine. That's so lame. <laughs> you're like, you're like looking it up right now. You're like, how can I buy it? I need it right now. <laughs> but it still has the sort of the cabbage patch look though, right? Like it doesn't, it's not like a one yeah. for one of Dustin though, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah. No, yeah. And, and there's there's action figures now. There's blind boxes talking about 
uh, you know, opening up a pack of garbage pail kids, there's blind box garbage pail kids. You don't know who you're going to get in the box, little figurines or whatever. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely got a resurgence. To your point, Corey, like the gar- uh, cabbage patch kids are, that's nostalgia that hasn't yet come back. Would it come back? I don't know. What do you guys think? Do Diallo, do you think Cabbage Patch Kids could make a comeback? Sincerely. I mean that sincerely. Yeah, I don't think so. They yeah. That I don't know. I would I mean I would go off into this long, like, you know, examination of human behavior and we are not here for that. Um, but uh the short answer is no. It's dead and buried and no one's ever gonna go back to it ever. Well, especially because kids don't play really with toys anymore. No. Yeah, there's not. I mean, there's not even really a space for like, you know, like look at like bar, like the Barbie movie. Like, there's not even. There's not. They could say a Cabbage Patch movie, but no one. I don't know. They just. It didn't last long enough. It was kind of a flash in the pan. And you know, we have a lot of those things, like the Stanley Cups, and you know. All kinds of things that people get right. crazy over, like, and it burns really bright and then goes away, and we completely forget about it. And I think that's uh, that's what the cabbage patch is. Um, but like you're saying, like the garbage bill kids, um, that has an underground quality to it that's been keeping it alive for a while. So, yeah, yeah. I'd like to see a video game version of Garbage Pail Kids come out. That would be cool, like a side scroller. Yeah, like you a pick beat up, up little... type of thing. Mm. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fun. Like that Jay and Silent Bob game we saw at Comic Con. Dude, that game right. was fire. I like I I don't like I haven't played like a was it platform is that the uh, or side scroller? That's I think that one's considered like a, a beat side, em up like Streets yeah. of Rage. You know? Yeah, I the the and the the and the artwork the animation was just ah, oh, it was it was so good. It was incredible. Yeah, it was so good. Do you guys good. remember the the company that put that out by chance? Uh, same people that did um, Kung Fury, I believe. So yeah, so that's it. Was at the same uh, booth that you got mm. Kung Fury for uh, B. There, right? yeah, brand new si- Jane Silent Bob game uh, came out, or it's. Or it's I think uh, it's supposed to be coming out yeah. this year. I think we played uh, probably a, a play test build. Yeah, but I think it's getting close to being ready. Yeah, it was ball. I mean, when that comes out. I definitely gotta gotta grab that one. Day one but purchase. That, that would that would appeal to the garbage pail kid crowd because yeah. the garbage pail kid crowd is definitely a little more edgy. Uh, you know, when when you're looking at like cards, I'm 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 gonna hold up one I'm gonna hold up a card that says empty Emmy. It's basically like she she looks like she's hanging from a, a nail on a wall and she's like a bag of flesh. And it's really disturbing looking actually. Jesus um, what? Yeah, I mean these cards. These cards were dark, you know. That's Shorned Sean, where he's like shaving the flesh off yeah. his face. The, those ah. are the ones that always freaked me out. Is when they were cutting their own bodies or something, you know. And it was just kind of yeah, I hated that shaving one, dude. What? This is dark stuff. I mean, it, for the age group, look, eighty eighty five. You said these came out yeah. or eighty four? Eighty five. I mean, I was I was nine years old. Uh, I remember being on the play yard uh, training, you know, whatever, my doubles with kids on the basketball court, like uh, like Pokemon cards were in the 90s, you know, and, and like the kids were obsessed with certain cards. You know, the kid who had Atom Bomb, which I think is the number one card 
Um, you know, if that if someone had that, you had it in a sleeve, you had it in a special case, so no one else could, you know, get bend the edges or whatever. Like these things were were a hot commodity then, and it's nice to know that they're uh, still around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey. What's the deal with garbage pail kids? <laughs> Come on. To wrap up this episode, and thank you again, Magdalena, for suggesting this topic. Uh, if you want yes. to suggest topics for 80s Kids Unite, go to patreon.com slash fee or patreon.com slash dark or both. It's up to you. Um, and you can suggest a topic if you sign up. Magdalena, thank you for suggesting such a great discussion topic to talk about. Why don't we wrap this up, guys, with uh, giving a nostalgic rating uh, for Garbage Fail Kids out of, uh, I don't know, five, possible five. Um, I'm just going to pick a random Garbage Fail Kid card and see what name comes up, and we'll use that name for the rating. Okay, so out of five... Out of five, Les Vegas, which is a big, fat-looking <laughs> Elvis. Yeah, I remember that one. Uh, out of five Les Vegases, five fat Elvises, uh, Dustin, what would you give Garbage Pail Kids on a nostalgic rating? I would give Garbage Pail Kids uh, five out of five Les Vegases for 80s nostalgia. Um, they've, they've sustained. They never really left. And uh, they continue to evolve. A nice. plus. Nice. Uh, Diallo, going into this with very minimal knowledge about the Garbage Fail Kids franchise, what would you give it on a scale of one to five? I, I actually don't feel fair. I don't think it's fair for me to vote because I, you know. You no, just, you have you to just vote. learned about them today. Yeah. It's like, a moral imperative. I mean, I, like I remember them and I don't have a, I never, it never, interests me but i never had like a repulsion by it either it just i just okay. kept kind of doing my thing so because i but i was i'm a negative person so i want to give it like one out of five but i don't want to do that because it doesn't okay. seem fair so you abstain yeah do we have is there an electoral college what with our voting <laughs> not in this democracy yeah, we're working on it. uh cory cory out of a possible five Las Vegas's. What would you give? <laughs> well, I'm gonna give this five Apple Corys out of five because uh, oh. <laughs> that card was my namesake. Uh, but no, everything Dustin said, I agree with. Um, I think they've outlasted what they were parodying with the the Cabbage Patch Kids. Um, I think they're still they can still be relevant. And I think they're still fun to look at. I think they're neat. And, and we are, of course, just talking about the cards themselves and not the horrific film. Uh, that no, I give, no. That I give a a one uh, less Claypool out of five. <laughs> less Claypool. Uh, well, I will wrap mine up simply by saying I give it a five out of five based on the cards. I give the, the soundtrack from the movie. I would definitely give that a two or a three, Las Vegas, because uh, there's some there's some bangers on there. Uh, but you know, it's, I think it still holds up nostalgically and uh, clearly, I mean, there's clear, a new generation that's tapping into these and, um, I'm, I'm just thankful that I have mine. Dustin, when you dig yours out of the, out of your, uh, crawl space or wherever we they are. We can trade. Yeah, we can trade. Yeah. We can swap. We can swap. <laughs> uh, all right guys. Well, this is our first episode, first of many more to come and Magdalena again, thank you for suggesting the topic. Magdalena wins all of your cards. 
<laughs> I tell you what, Magdalena, you know what I'm going to do? No, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm going to send you some garbage pail kits. Don't do it. Don't do it. Take it back. Uh, I'll simply finish up on my end by saying, uh, you know, we are a monthly show, 80s Kids Unite. So we'll check back in with you in March for a very special themed episode uh, that will connect. But you'll find out about that very soon. Mystery. Kids Unite is brought to you by Hungry Hungry Hippos, the loudest tabletop game in history. And by Nickelback, Zach's favorite band. If you'd like to suggest topics for this show, go to the Patreon of either $2 Late Fee or Podcasting After Dark, or both. All links are in the show notes. We love you. <laughs>